Hi, I'm Giancarlo Esposito, and I'm here to introduce you to my new series, Parish. My character, Gray Parish, was a getaway driver. I'm retired from life. You know that. He's in a world over his head. Tell me about this driver job. And he's asked to start to figure things out. I did what you told me to. He will try to do what's right and seek justice. Parish, all new Sundays at 9 on AMC and stream on AMC+. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Holy Human with Leanne Rimes is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of Holy Human. You are in for a mind-melding, conscious expanding, and a bit of an edgy episode today. My guest is the very motivational Brian Scott. He is the author of the best-selling book, The Reality Revolution, and he believes we can hack our reality to create a better past, present, and future for ourselves and for the world. Now, you probably are going, what the hell does that mean? Well, you're about to find out. So strap in for what is sure to be a wild and dynamic discussion on today's Holy Human. Scott, thank you so much for coming on Holy Human. I am thrilled to have you on here. I do your meditations every morning. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Legit. Like, Oh, my gosh. So my doctor, her name is uh, Dr. Mindy Peltz. She turned me on to your book. And I started digging into your book. My husband's been reading your book. And then I've started to do your meditations and I love them. And I have tons of questions. Oh, please. <laughs> I, I'm so incredibly honored. This is very special for me. It feels like I've, I've shared my whole life with you, watching you grow Aww. up. And, you know, you played my hometown of Cheyenne, Wyoming in 2007. 
Oh wow! So yeah, I, I'll be I'll be cool back home now because I got to talk to. I <laughs> love it. Well, yeah, thank you. I want to dive in because I have a shit ton, which is an actual measurement. Please, of, <laughs> of I'm questions. here all day. I'm all just right. so excited. I was just when Lauren reached out and it was like Leanne Ryan wants to talk to you. I couldn't fathom it. It was such an amazing thing. Wow! I went back and started listening to your music again and your album chant, "The Human oh, and Holy." Yeah. Is so, it's, oh my gosh, it's so amazing! I keep on Thank playing you. it over and over. It's just pure love coming oh, out. Yes. You know, coming out of that every single song. I, I uh, thank you so much for making my life better for Thank so you. long in so many ways. I tell you, I, I worked on a ranch in Wyoming when I was uh, in college and they only had like one radio station mm-hmm. and they would play your music like every 30 minutes. Aww. It's cool to be able to talk to you, somebody, an amazing creator with an amazing voice Thank that you. has actually read my book. I can't believe it. Yes. How old are you? I'm 49. Okay, you're 49. So okay, so I'll be 40. I'll be 48 in August. So you're a few years older than me. I'll be 50 in August as well. So Oh, you yeah. will. When's your birthday? August 7th. Oh, so okay. So you're a Leo. I'm a Virgo. I'm a 28th. So on the cusp. Right. On the cusp. Yes. I love it. I love August babies. Very fun. Yes. Well, there's a lot of August babies out there. That's for sure. Because you yeah. know, Christmas time is <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> it's the time of gifting. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so tell me about The Reality Revolution. For those who haven't read your book, what is The Reality Revolution? The Reality Revolution started out from my book, and it's just an interest and obsession that I had as I started to experiment with different meditational techniques and study physics. I started to work with other people. I noticed the world was sort of changing. And I'd even found in some scientific research in the placebo effect, people couldn't do proper scientific studies. And I started to see in the world around me, it was changing the relationship between people's consciousness and the world around them was different than when I was 10 years old or 15 years old. There was something that I could see in the world changing. And I felt like I wanted to document it. I kind of felt like with my podcast, what I'm doing is sort of like a, I'm, a, I'm an anchor, just kind of narrating this experience that the planet is having as we're entering into a new time when it's we're becoming creators. And, and in the past, we have had the ability to create our reality mm-hmm. uh, through our imagination and thoughts. But it feels at least and from when I've been able to document and study and research that it's accelerating. And we're living in this new age where the relationship between our thoughts and the reality around us is much faster. There used to be a sort of delay. You know, you think of an elephant and then you might see an elephant 30 days later, but now it's everything's happening much, much faster. And and I wanted to document that. I wanted to document what other people were saying about it. I wanted to research it. I'd had some experiences that were so profound in my own life that I felt kind of like I might be going through some sort of psychosis or insanity. (laughs) And so I had to, for my own well-being, document or understand what was happening to me. And in the process, I've learned a ton of cool stuff and I've been able to apply this and, and learn from other people. And it seems I've just been somebody sort of narrating what the world is going through, if that makes sense. The changes in our reality and the revolution we have in the way that we understand our mind and the reality around us. I love that. I would love for people, like I said, who haven't read your book, I would love for you to share your experience because you had a near-death experience. Yeah. You started to dig into the metaphysics of things and quantum physics before your 
your experience. But, and I'm wondering too, as you share your experience, because you had started to play with these different realms of reality, do you think that it saved your life? So please share with, <laughs> share with people what I I'm do. talking about. Oh, cool. Going back, it, it kind of really started, uh, I was coming out of a relationship and I, I was in a very difficult business that I, I had started. It was, I was working 15 hours a day and I was incredibly depressed at that really low point and I had no hope. There was nobody that was going to come and save me and I'm praying and I don't know what to do. And, and terrible thoughts are running through my mind. I have some kids. And so I felt like my choice wasn't to give up. I have to figure something out. And I felt like the only thing I could do was to understand my mind. And if I could go in and understand my mind, maybe I could change this. I didn't feel mm -hmm. like I could go to any therapist or anybody that could help me. So I started to experiment sort of like a consciousness astronaut. And I had the time and a place and I started meditating, trying every technique, different forms of meditation. I had come from a background where I had, uh, you know, learned how to use hypnosis and neurolinguistic programming. I had a sort of background about what was going on, but it was all knowledge based. So I started to experiment uh, long periods of meditation, different meditation techniques, different mantras, different things. And I started to really have some amazing experiences in my consciousness. And so as this is happening, I'm just sitting in, in my house and I hear this sort of voice for me to get up. I'm, it's in the middle of the night and I aw awaken, you know, I see my, the, the back door is open. My cat's going to get out. I'm all worried about my cat. But for some reason, I'm, I look up and there's this kid just pointing a gun at me and I'm in the middle of a home invasion. And I don't think they had realized I was in the house because I was laying there on the couch. It was after my Broncos had, had won the Super Bowl. So I'm just kind of just <laughs> vegging on the couch at three in the morning, right? And so I shut the porch door and I hear this gunshot and I'm kind of running. And I have this experience where time slows down. It feels, and I had not had that experience before. It felt like suddenly I could see everything. I could see different possibilities around me. I could see myself being shot over here in a pool of blood and I could, and then as I walked, it was like I was in the, in the matrix in a movie. I, I feel this bump on my back and I turn around the corner and there's someone else there and he starts shooting at me, but I feel completely at peace. Like nothing's going to go wrong. I, I wasn't scared. I'm seeing bullets go by, you know, I'm able to escape, call the police. And they're like, it looks like you got shot. And you know, a bullet <laughs> had bounced off of my back. Wow. And at that point, I had a lot of knowledge and had done a lot of stuff, but it was very inspiring because in that moment, I realized I had just wasted my life. What was I, what were my, what would my, if I had died in that moment, right. what were my kids going to think, you know, uh, what was I going to do? I had, I had so many opportunities to help people that I had wasted. And I felt like I had been given this second chance and every breath at that point felt like it was a gift. Like it could all end any time now. So I felt this overwhelming urge to take what I had learned and apply it and help other people with it. I didn't matter anymore at that point. And it was a beautiful feeling, mm. but I was also starting to experience these shifts that happened after this happened. I started running every day. Right. And then I'd, mm -hmm. I, and there'd be a, a lot. I would always run, cut the corner, you know, instead of going around, I cut the corner and I come upon this lot and there's, a, there's an old building there that's been there forever. And I, I'm uh, okay. That's not right. I'm seeing objects in my house that I have never had in my house. I'm people are contacting me acting like they're my best friend. Wait, wait, friend. that you've never had in your house? That I know for sure. 
that I would never have had that. And like, um, you know, there's movies that are slightly different. There's all these little variations. I start to really get concerned that, that something is wrong with me. My dad at the time had been experiencing dementia. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the, the scientist part of me is like, something's wrong with my brain. You know, maybe this, maybe it's a post-traumatic stress that that's occurred. And so I had to find a way to rationalize these things, these shifts in my reality that had happened. And mm -hmm. it wasn't going away. There were, it was a constant. I felt like I was in a world that I had not been in before. So mm. I kind of went back and started looking at physics, talking to physics professors, studying the dynamics of reality changes and parallel realities. And I started mm -hmm. to come to a conclusion that it, I had shifted a reality. So it was either I was in some sort of dream and I had died when that had happened. And I was just living some sort of dream scenario, which is very possible to me, or something else had happened. And I continued to research the concept of realities. And in the process, I wrote my book. The point of that book is I have all this knowledge. Maybe I can help other people with it. Mm -hmm. And I talk about my journey and understanding the relationship between my consciousness and the reality around me and what was really happening. That was the focal point where it kind of started. And then to support my book, I started creating meditations for my podcast. And really the podcast became this incredible venue where I could help people out and, and I could share my knowledge. It just became this wonderful thing, another outlet for me to be of service that I, I didn't think I had before. And so that's sort of the story that of, I love of how it. it all came about. I love that you say what's really happening because when I start to when I start to think of these parallel timelines, which I would love for you to explain sure. your understanding of it. Um, but when I start to think of these parallel timelines, I go, well, what's re what is really happening? Which one's real? Which one's not? Are they all or none of them? <laughs> it's a question that uh, we don't have to answer. The, the best Great. summary, <laughs> the, the best summary um, that you get from different models. For instance, Reality Transurfing, which is a book that was written in Russia, uh, in Frederick Dotson's book, Parallel Universes of Self, you get an idea that if you walk out your door, there is an information field that is available that all the stuff that could happen. If you start mm -hmm. bouncing a basketball, it's going to bounce a certain way. And there are laws built into the universe that will determine the different ways the ball can bounce. Mm -hmm. So there's this sort of alternative space of all the things that could happen. So these realities exist at a minimum as information. And if you tune into the frequency, you can awaken, you can awaken the dynamics of that reality and it, it, it can manifest into a physical space. Mm -hmm. There are physicists that will argue using string theory that these realities are real. Many of them will argue that we don't have access to them, that there's a barrier between these different realities. It's incredibly difficult to document any physicist or scientist that was trying to document it, it's only documented through consciousness. There's a problem in general with current scientific thinking is that they forget about the consciousness. They'll study the tiniest quantum particle and they'll try to understand the, the laws of the universe and the energies of the universe, but they don't really integrate the understanding of consciousness. And what is the tiniest level of consciousness? How does consciousness interact? We know from different physics experiments that the observer has an effect on any particle. So we know that we play a role in the way that the reality is actualized into real space. So there hasn't been a discussion of that. So a lot of times people are experiencing parallel realities, but they can't explain it to other people. And the only way you really know it is from your own personal experience. 
as I would experience these things and really experiment with it, like an astronaut, go into different realities, I started to experience amazing things. And the more I got used to the dynamics of it, I realized there's a sort of system that you can use. You can, you can surf through these different realities intentionally. And so it's always a constant experiment that's complex and hard to understand, but we're all at the, that, that point now where we're trying to understand it. So all I'm doing is just experimenting, right? I love that. They say curiosity killed the cat, but I think it brings the cat alive. You exactly. know what I mean? I mean, truthfully, point. when you're talking about parallel realities and mm-hmm. you say that there's a barrier between these realities, what is that barrier? And are we moving in and out of different realities and timelines during a 24-hour period, like a normal day? Do you think that we move in and out of these different As realities? I experience this more and more, I think we ride waves Mm-hmm. that bring us into different realities. And it's based on our emotions or things that we're going through. We are constantly moving through different vibrational timelines. In my own experience, anybody that ever talks about this, they can only give you their own impression or experience of it. And it's always going to have this certain level of complexity. But in my own experience, you're shifting all the time. And it can be based on the level of vibration or energetic frequency that you're at. And how does that shift? Is that our emotions or what shifts our frequency? It is emotions. For instance, have you ever woken up and woken up on the wrong side of the bed, right? Where you stub your toe or you do something. It's just so (laughs) annoying. And then you, and then you, you break their, your coffee mug when you go downstairs and you get in your car and it's, you have a flat tire. It seems to be a sequence events, not just one. And it seems Mm -hmm. to be related. You ride this wave of misfortune, right? So Mm -hmm. And have you ever had the day when you wake up and you're super happy, you're petting the cat, coffee's so good, something wonderful, (laughs) you start to convince yourself that something wonderful is happening. And then there's a sequence of of events that occur through the day. We're moving through rivers of vibrational timelines that that lead to each other. So if we're in an upfilled state emotionally, it pulls us into a timeline. A lot of times, people that don't know the dynamics of this, they, they get pulled into they watch the news and it's negative and scary. They have some scary event. They get into an argument and then they're pulled into a darker timeline where these things, it's the same equivalent energy. Sometimes you drive through a neighborhood and, and the colors are brighter. Everything seems more beautiful. To me, I've found that, you know, I can start to see the dynamics, the, the imagery. I'm moving through different timelines based upon these energies. That's my best explanation of it as I understand it. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I, I'm I'm with you on this. So there's a million places I could go here. First, I'm just wondering: is timeline jumping and this this kind of reality surfing the same thing? Is it similar to manifestation? Is it the same? Are we are we discussing the same thing? I, I do believe we are. What's happening okay. is manifestation is a more simplistic understanding of what is happening. Um, okay. In in many cases, we don't know need to know how it works. And a lot of times we make the mistake when, when we attract something by manifesting it, we try to understand how did this happen? The only difference between manifesting and what I'm talking about is that I'm, I'm trying to explain the process and it helps Mm -hmm. me to understand or use the process, Mm -hmm. but you're not necessarily manifesting something. You're, you're, you're choosing something that's already there. That's the only, once you understand the dynamics Mm -hmm. of these reality shifts, you were doing the same thing before. But it's something that exists already, and you're choosing it in the infinity of possible realities. 
but essentially they're the same thing. For some people, it's it's better for them not to totally know all the complications of the nature of how they manifest something, right? I totally agree with you. We are all creative beings. We are created out of creation. So Absolutely. like, how how do you, how does creation stop? It doesn't. It um, does not. It does not. So one of your meditations that I did the other day was knowing God. I could be completely quoting this wrong, but knowing that right. you are God. Um, right. Do you believe that we are? I do. Can you can you explain? Because I love this conversation. Does not your Bible say ye are gods? Isn't that what Jesus tried to argue when they said, how could you blaspheme and say you are God? And he's like, well, doesn't right. it say that in your Bible? Uh <laughs> If we understand the true understanding of God, God is all there is, then are we saying that we're separate from that? If you understand and, and realize the nature of, of a creator, a conscious creator of the universe, and that all things are God, then are we really trying to say that we're not a part of all things? At a minimum, we know that the energy of God is flowing. We couldn't breathe. We couldn't think. So... You can talk about this on a variety of different levels and um, some amazing writers, don't take my word for it. Somebody can sit here and say, oh, you're God. But um, there's some amazing writers through history that have really established this fact in a profound way. It depends on how you want to look at it. If you want to look at it from a science perspective, Walter Russell talked about the secret of light and the nature of light within you and how you are the light and you're you're becoming aware of your that you are the light, that you are the creator. Neville Goddard, an amazing teacher from the 60s that was very radical. You know, Lucille Ball loved to go to his lectures. He really makes the argument biblically that the Bible is explaining all throughout that you are God. Now, a lot of people that come from that Christian background will say, well, that's blasphemy, right? Blasphemous. <laughs> it's totally. very blasphemous. My, my wife, when I say that, Oh no, I, you know, you better be careful. And it's so it's, it's a, it's a shocking thing when I. It is, it's uncomfortable. It is. And it's even uncomfortable. though I totally, be, I believe that in our most conscious, we are then the creator because we right. are then consciously, we, we then become right. God or however you want to say that. And that's what you're saying is we're now, we are now in a place in this lifetime, which is beautiful. I mean, to be alive in this mm -hmm. moment where we are starting to become conscious enough of that consciousness and of that of our, choice. Yeah. And it's so powerful and so mind bending. Cause you're like, for me, the first place that I go, and I know you talk about this in this book is radical responsibility. And mm -hmm. so with radical responsibility, I would love for you to talk about that a little bit, because when we are consciously creating, we then take responsibility for all parts of creation. And mm -hmm. for people that are going through really difficult situations, who have yeah. gone through difficult situations in childhood. How do you explain radical responsibility and say that we are creating these realities? Or is it just right. because we're unconscious that this is happening? I'm not sure. Okay, what I am sure of is that we'll be right back with Brian's answer after this break. 
tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula, berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome back, friends. Brian was just about to expand upon radical responsibility and whether we create our own realities. Sever yourself from whether it's true or not. That's the first thing. The idea (laughs) is if you can take responsibility for everything that happens in your life, then you have the power to change it. So if I'm riding in an Uber and I am in the back seat and there's a car accident, it's my fault. I chose the Uber at that time. There's something, there's some reason. And we have bad things happen to us and it's hard to take responsibility for it. So easy to have an excuse and say that's their fault. And what, what we, what we internally do when we, when we don't take responsibility for everything is that we're giving our power away. We're saying that that thing is what caused it and we had no control over it. So when you, you want to become the operant power in your reality. And so the process of taking responsibility gives you the power. A lot of times there might've been stuff that it's questionable. I mean, that there's no way it could have been your fault. You were three years old, you know, and you don't have control, but there's a lot of other stuff that we don't know. But if you can actively take control, we're stuck in many times by our, by our past. That's creating our constantly, our past is constantly creating our reality. So 
go if you can go back and revise it and imagine a different reality that happened That's, and so, <laughs> it's more than just responsibility right. truly revising that if you do it enough suddenly the timeline you're on changes as if that thing never happened it's so amazing when people do choose to take responsibility that's when I really see people start to gain control and power in their lives. It's a really important first step. A lot of times people right. have made so many excuses for the things in their life that they don't yes. have that power or a belief in it. It's easier to stay in victim mentality because it's also comfortable sometimes. Like it is. we don't necessarily want the responsibility. I know for myself, like I've had loads of responsibility on me since I was a child oh, yeah. and I've wanted to rebel against responsibility so of much course. in my life that when someone has told me to take radical responsibility, I'm like, oh, yeah. God. As a creator, I know that that is my mission and the only way to consciously create. But at the same time, I think a lot of people hear that and they're like, I don't want that job. I don't want to, I don't right. want to be God. Yeah. You know? My sister, after that happened, that event where I was shot at, she was like, Brian, it's your fault. You, you created that. And I was pissed when she said that. It's not my, I didn't do that. I didn't create that. Um, when I, when I took, con, took responsibility for it is when I was able to, to deal with it and understand it. So right. yeah, things happen all the time and, and um, it's hard to take responsibility. It is more comfortable, but we, we can change that. We can change. So it's, it's a proactive response to in the future. It's a, it's a, a mentality that is, that's more important than the truth of it. If you want to argue right. the truth of it, sure, you can find reasons why it's not your fault. But if you accept the responsibility, no matter what, then you are the power and you have the power and the source to do whatever it is you want to change it. Well, I think what I'm hearing you say is that you have the you have the power and you are responsible for the way in which you react to yes. or respond to Absolutely. something that has happened to you. So that takes you then out of the victim and puts you in the driver's seat. Absolutely. And so that's where the radical responsibility comes in because now you stand in the power of being able to shift that. And which it's interesting. I've been going back one of your uh, reality surfing, like hour long meditations, yeah, which yeah. I love. They make me so happy by the way. Like when I'm done, I'm just like vibrating with oh, joy. That's my goal. And Thank um, you. That's awesome. it's so good. One of them is to go back in a previous event that's happened. And you just mentioned like going back into earlier memories or past memories. Mm -hmm. And rewriting those. And mm -hmm. so when we're talking about, you know, quantum jumping, I guess the the answer to this would probably be it takes no time because time time is right. existing in that one space. But say I'm rewriting a childhood memory and I'm feeling into this memory. I had this completely loving childhood. My parents were always there for me. Right. Like all of these things. How long does that take for your nervous system really mm -hmm. to believe that? everybody's going to be a little different. Um, sometimes you're so ingrained with that past experience. You've relived mm -hmm. that past experience for decades, right? Mm -hmm. So you're, you're trying to change your neurology in a short period of time. You can, it's going to be faster than it took to create the situation. And an amazing example that Neville Goddard gave where I got the ideas of revision is he had somebody that had really bad vision because they had been in a car accident. Mm -hmm. And so over three weeks, they went, as they went to bed, they imagined that they missed the accident. They were driving up and then they just went around it and, and, and they skipped the accident. 
and and by the third week she started seeing better and and then she goes to her um ophthalmologist and they're like this is amazing you can see perfectly it probably is a, a amount of time for you to your neurology has to believe it Mm. Uh, some people are really good at imagining and some people aren't, but it's a, it's a level of imagining. You probably have a huge advantage because you've acted and actors are the best. Actors are the best. If you ever notice you, you've been around actors, they, they create reality so much easier, sometimes to their detriment, they take on a bad role and it changes them and their reality. Yes. But if oh you take God, on yeah. a good role, it's more than just remembering it's becoming this person mm -hmm. It's an acting role. If you're a good actor, you're a, you're the best creator. So if you if you can act out this role where this thing didn't happen, beyond just imagining it, that's when it works the fastest because it locks in to your body and your thoughts and actions, right? Yeah, it's so interesting that you mentioned acting because as I was about halfway through your book, I literally thought to myself, this is what I do or any actor does when they act. Mm -hmm. What an amazing way to establish, like to to be able to go into these roles in these war into these worlds but a lot of people get lost like you're saying in these worlds yeah. and they're not able to come back to themselves and right. so being able to establish and knowing your own frequency and then being able to like if i was able to envision the whole script in my head and play these scenes Mm -hmm. over and over again to they felt so real that when i actually walked into it to do it it was like oh I've done this a million times. Right. I know how this would play out. Your book has given me a new way of looking at how I would approach acting. And you're right. I have a freaking vivid imagination. I'm an only child. Like I used to spend hours on end making up characters, making up stories. And that's what's been really good to recognize as I've been reading your book is how creative I am in my mind that if I don't consciously shift it, I'm not creating music. If I'm not creating something in my life, idle hands for me is like my mind will go to creating the worst of things. Like I will, it's, you know, it's me, just- I'm the same way all the oh. way. I need to be constantly creating every day. If, I, if I'm we going are. through a lag time where <laughs> I'm not really creating- um, yeah. then, then my mind goes to those dark places mm -hmm. and, and it imagines things that could go wrong or, yes. so I'm trying to constantly every day remind myself if it's, you know, making a bonsai tree or a new uh, recipe when I cook or painting something, I've got to create something every day. Even if I scrawl a little picture, I want to be actively creating in that state. Mm. That's what the acting superpower is. You're creating vivid realities that are your character, which is deep. I mean, the acting is a superpower. For some mm -hmm. people, they don't aren't aware, but it's a superpower. And we all do it. I mean, we if you think it. about it, we all do it all the time. All like, the time. I mean, we all have multiple personalities. Like, no, no, nobody's walking around as like one full yeah. whole person. <laughs> like, exactly. We all have these fractured personalities, pieces of us, where we got stuck in life along our timeline. And I just find it so interesting. To what degree, basically, are we acting? Like, that's what I've noticed. And. Right. How much can we take the mask off? How much can we reveal of ourselves? But to some extent, we're all playing a character, which Always. one of those characters is coming to the forefront just depends on multiple things. I find this all clearly so fascinating because it's, Me you too. know, I, I look at myself, I think, look what I created at such a young age. Right. And I remember having this epiphany, I probably, I was probably 30 and I had this, I was, I went through this major breathwork experience and mm -hmm. I had this epiphany of like, oh my God, I knew how to do all of this. We all know how to do all of this as children. 
Yeah. And then we forget. We lose our imagination. We stop with the curiosity. We stop playing. Right. And if you allow yourself to suspend disbelief, it's like how how far can you go into play is what yeah. I feel. When I work with your stuff, when I listen to what you're saying, it's about letting ourselves play again. I mean, Jesus advises us to become like a child. Mm-hmm. When we're in that childlike state, that innocent state is when we are connected to imagination as it truly is meant to be. And we all can remember when we were when we were children and we were playing in the backyard imagining and having fun in that in that world that now it's it's not the same. It's just different. Over time, you have these experiences that take away that playful childlike innocence that we had. And that's when we were most powerful. Yeah. And we were in that free state. Sometimes we're uh, spend our adult lives trying to get back to that, that childlike innocence where we had our power. It's an interesting dichotomy. We don't realize that we, we didn't really grow up. We, we, we just changed and we lost our power over time. So, but it's there. We didn't, it's there. That's the thing. It's that still I there. Love. Never left. Right. It, and, it's funny, I wrote a song actually on my new album called Innocent, and it's exactly what this is about, is that we are told that we lose our innocence, but we don't. It's truly there. It's just like all the ways in which the blocks we've built up to love, which I also feel is it's like love, innocence, God. Like To me, those are all... Right. the same thing. How can we remove those blocks? Like when I sit in your meditations or when I go to create something, it's easy to kind of go down that darker path of like, this won't happen. Like there's, there seems to be kind of two voices. And I think this is probably for a lot of people, this hopeful, creative, innocent voice. And then there's this other voice of like, this will never happen. You're wasting your time. What are you doing? And mm-hmm. how do you deal with that doubt? And the, the, the suspension of disbelief when that voice creeps in, what are your tips on dealing with that doubt? It's probably the hardest thing that I had to change. I needed to change deep subconscious beliefs. What worked for me was sleep meditations where I would isolate this belief that I had and I needed to believe in myself. I need to believe that I was strong, I was happy, I was successful, whatever it was that I needed to change. Even though I knew it, I knew there was some part of me that didn't. Mm-hmm. What I talk about in the book, it's it's... The only person that's going to change is this other person that's within us, our subconscious. And so Mm -hmm. you have to start to create a relationship with our subconscious. I use the analogy in the book, uh, like Lady Hawk, if you ever saw that movie with Michelle Pfeiffer, Mm -hmm. where between night and day is they would, they would see each other, you know, and they loved each other and they could talk, but then they would switch into their animals. Right. And it's just like that when, right before we're going to sleep, our lover is there and we, we, we can communicate with them because the subconscious is that part of us, the female aspect of us, I believe, that is nurturing and taking care of us. But right now, I can't really talk to my subconscious. There's that little period of time. If I can, I can do it in some trance states in meditation or during a sleep um, meditation. And for me, it took a long time. I had some deep beliefs about myself and that I was worthy. The hardest thing for me to program myself was I felt guilty. I looked back over my life and I was ashamed. I was ashamed of things I had done. I had not forgiven myself. It was such a simple thing. I needed to love myself. I needed to accept, forgive myself, to say I was sorry. And so it took a little bit of time. Some people, it's, it's easy. Some people are very hypnotizable and they can change. 
as a hypnotist, it's hard to hypnotize me. So uh, it was just like, I, <laughs> I had to do it over and over and over again over a long period of time. And eventually I, um, you know, the subconscious, okay, okay, I get it. Okay. I, I, I accept what you say. And, and I could feel that change. Then I, when I knew that change had happened. How do you know? Like, when did you know? You start asking yourself questions. And I, I mentioned this in, in one of my podcasts. For some people, it's like a click. You can feel the shift. Mm-hmm. It's, you're dying to that old person. Um, the the, uh, the other persona in your past sort of dies and goes away. I can feel the change. I question, do I believe this? I do believe this. So that, you know, everybody's going to be a little bit different because we are built up with all these different experiences over time. In my own case, it's looking in the mirror and asking myself, is this true? And I could feel it. Mm. I'm confident. I'm happy. I'm successful. And I could say that in the past and it was all lies. I knew it was, I wasn't happy. I knew I wasn't confident. Right. Uh, so, and I could look now and I am, I could feel it. And there's a switch. Everybody's going to be a little bit different, but that was what I had to do. And I, and the number one thing is I just knew I had to change these deep beliefs about myself before I could do anything. Cause it was, those beliefs were also creating my reality and putting me into other realities as well. I love that you just call the subconscious, the lover. Your lover, your lover's awake, or your lover's I like love right the, there with I love you. the example. I've heard people interpret the Adam and Eve story that Eve mm. is the subconscious, oh. right? Ooh, I dig and that. And the rib is just protecting the heart, right? So the Bible oh. is is all about you personally. Each of the characters are you, and and, right. and Eve is just your subconscious. And in the you know in Adam and Eve story, she talks at night as they go to sleep. She's the one that says, and it, you know that's that's the time when Eve communicates all of her worries and concerns. So it makes more sense. That makes me cry. Yeah, (laughs) right? That's the first time, I mean, as a woman in this world, to have that placed upon you, you know, as as this evil, like this evil temptress. There's something so beautiful about what you just said and so freeing. That's why there's like tears coming. I had the same, you know, um, those old texts, when they would talk about, they would always use the the, the female to, to talk about the subconscious. They weren't mm. making gender arguments in the Bible. Like, that's what I just love about that interpretation. For a while, I just gave up on the Bible. I, I couldn't read it. I, it. It triggered me. It Same. brought up memories of pastors and, and, and things. <laughs> but then I, when I realized it's not what I think, that it's all about me and the story is about me, then I it made more sense, the whole thing. Right. Agreed. Jumping from there, because that was beautiful, by the way. Thank you so oh, much thanks. for that. That was like a moment of, woo. When we're creating these new timelines for ourselves that we're wanting to to jump into, I feel really, really good when I come out of your meditation. I'm joyous. My body's vibrating. And then I'm walking into my quote unquote reality. I don't right. even call this reality anymore. <laughs> I'm like, which one's which? This reality, my right. current reality that may be out of alignment in a, in a lot of ways with what I'm wanting to create, how do I continue to bring that same vibration and feeling from where I just was into the now moment? Well, you already have. The first thing is there's nothing that you um, are doing wrong or right. As soon as you do that meditation, just know that it, it, it's changed. You're going to get okay. back in habitual patterns of thinking, thinking that you're in that other life. But if you just remember that first, and, and I try to give myself obvious little triggers to remind myself of this vibrational state. Every time I walk through a doorway, I, I'm reminded, okay, Ooh. I'm so that I, I do that a lot. When I go to the bathroom or I walk through the porch door, I'm reminded, okay, I'm back in the state. Something that you regularly do, pet okay. your cat or dog 
or whatever it is, when you drink water, you remind yourself some trigger. So on a regular basis after the meditation, I find it effective to give myself things to remember to that, that anchor me to that meditation. And sometimes during the meditation, if I can do something like squeeze my thumb or, or pinch myself in an uncommon place, and then if I want to bring that energy up, I'll do that thing. I'll anchor myself to that and I can bring up the memory of it. So we're, we are constantly reactive to the environment around us. We are mostly creating our, and entering into realities by the reactions that we have. And so a big thing that happens to us as we become better creators is that we become neutral to our reactions. It's hard. It's almost like we have, it's, we're learning a martial art. Uh, you have something yeah. terrible happen and your initial response is immediate. You're angry or you're scared or something terrible happens. It, it's all habitually built into our um, neurologies, right? It's a tough road. You're trying to figure out a way to change this reaction. So, you know, that everything is working to your advantage is a meditation that, that works for me. I try to say that if, if I'm driving in, on the road and I have a flat tire, uh, in mm -hmm. the past, I would... Ah, my whole day is just, I got this flat tire, but now everything's working to my advantage. I, you know, up the road, I could have had a car accident. You don't know what it's saving you from. Exactly. I'm, my, it saved my life. Thank God. Exactly. It's a wonderful thing. I'm so excited. I always try to look at it from this filter that everything's to my advantage. And then my reactions right. have changed. Uh, it's a hard thing. It's a hard thing to, because your reaction is instantaneous. So you're, it's just like you're learning how to block in martial arts or a dance, if you're a dancer, you have an immediate movement that you learn. And so you're just learning a reaction. It's hard to do, but it's a good question because you're nailing the hardest part. We can create these realities in a 30 minute period and we really start to ride the wave, but we're, we're falling off the, the surfboard once we go in and right. we react immediately to somebody saying something or doing something. But we can get back on. That's, I mean, that's what, so I guess on. that's when you become conscious and you can, I guess snap your you maybe you react but you can snap yourself out of that by basically choosing differently. And I know, I mean, it's hard sometimes to choose differently. <laughs> right. You're on Just the right I mean, track if you're aware that right. Okay, I, I, right. I I'm aware that I'm right now I'm responding to what's going on. I can change it. I mean, you, you, nobody's mm -hmm. perfect and you're going to have stuff come up. Um but if you, your awareness as an observer, if you become more of an observer of what your feelings are and your actions. And that's why you have such a superpower as an actor, because that's what actors are good at, is they they have that neutral observer. They they know how they act or respond, how they think, all the little details that most people are not aware of uh, mm -hmm. when you become a character. And you're becoming a character when you're entering a, a timeline. You're yes. choosing a new script, essentially. Yes. There's infinite numbers. You're choosing a new script. You're loading up the new script, and you, you're essentially in a, in a new role. And so that's what you're, you're just playing this role. How would I act in this reality if this was true? Right, which I love. So if I'm creating this, these new realities and the people around me are not co-creating these realities, mm -hmm. or maybe they are, maybe they aren't, but if they're not consciously co-creating them, can the people within, maybe this, I, I think, I hope this makes sense. Can the people that are within my reality still remain in my reality? In some cases, when you go actively about actively entering into a timeline and people do not vibrate at that frequency or resonance, then you'll find that they sort of slip away and they're not generally there or you're not attracting them. They're, they're not in that timeline. 
Uh, in some cases, you know, uh, you raise, it's like you, um, you raise the vibration of the people around you and slowly they start to tune in into it. If the, a, a part of them is attracted to that, is tuned into that, that feels good. So there's multiple ways that this can happen in, in my experience. Right. Some people that's not the, their intention and they end up just naturally falling away. And then some mm -hmm. people you'll attract new people into your environment. It's so it really does depend if you're awakened in a conscious state and, and you're the creator, you'll see a lot of people around you that are sort of just um, like zombies. And, you yeah. know, it just, it sort of depends on where they're at spiritually and you can bring them with you if they're in that vibe, or in some cases they're sort of disappear from your reality and every situation is different. All right, I know that this is a lot to absorb, but we are going to break it down even further right after this quick break. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com, that's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome back, loves. We were just talking about how your relationships are impacted when you actively alter your timeline path and you're no longer vibrating at the same frequency. I love that you just said that though, because no, not a lot of people say that because I've heard they fall away if they're not vibrating. But if there's a piece of them that is 
interested in the and in the road that you're taking, like right. they can they can start to shift too, which I I dig because no one ever explains it that way. So thank you. No, yeah, an interesting perspective that I of we're all moving through states, right? And so it's very easy to forgive people uh, and free them. You know, you have somebody that's terrible to you, that's angry and yells at you all the time, but still they're a being of pure light. They are God, right? So imagine them differently. And when I imagine them differently from that place of a loving place, th- th- they change into that loving thing that I see. Um, they're not the state that they're in. So I can see them differently, right? I love that. That's beautiful. So your name isn't really Brian Scott, right? No. My last name is Binkson. Binkson. Okay. And my first name is Margaret. Margaret, right. I love that you talk about changing your name in this book because... I guess about six months ago, um, all of a sudden one day I was really pissed off at something. And I was like, this is Margaret. This is Margaret. (laughs) And I like Margaret because Margaret just tells you, she tells you how it is. She doesn't hold back, but she's very kind about it. But it's just like a bam, this is it. So I I love that you talk about name changing because I've literally... I've been playing around with this piece of me that feels like Margaret. And when I step into her, like it's easier sometimes for me to express, like fully express how I'm feeling. And obviously I'm not going to, I don't want to say obviously, I'm not going to change my name like to Margaret. And so I was wondering when you talk about, you know, name changes can shift your reality. They can shift your timeline you shift your vibration. Can I shift Leanne, like the vibration of the name Leanne? Absolutely. Like with that thought. Okay. Yeah. Tell me how. <laughs> oh, well, I, I wasn't even aware of how powerful it was. You know, I chose my name change because nobody can spell my last name. It's Right. You know, it's, it's kind of a weirdly spelled name. And if people were to look it up, they could never find it. And, you know, Brian Scott worked. It's my middle name. So, you know, you get BS with me. It, it works. And I, I was like, <laughs> OK, I'm just going to I'm going to use that. And then I, I realized I could when people asked for Brian Scott, I was this different person. I wasn't Brian Binkson. I was able to release. I was Brian Scott. Now, when people ask me, I like that. Oh, I've heard of Brian Scott. I want to talk to Brian Scott. I was able to use that name change to eliminate my old identity. I'm still Brian Binkson, right? But it's empowered me to be free in how I re-identify myself. And I can be someone else. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, Parallel Universes of Self is a book I mentioned before by Frederick Dotson. I recommend Mm -hmm. that book highly. And he talks about uh, identity shifting, where people just completely move to a different house, change their name, and in the process, they're actively very good at changing their reality. Usually the FBI is looking for them. Is- right. <laughs> There's that. But people have done it that weren't in trouble and they have found amazing power in, in, in shifting your identity. You go through and what you know, we're constantly living through how we identify ourselves by our family, by our race, by our political choices, by the country we live in. All these things define us and they become like baggage, you know, So a lot of times people struggle changing their realities because they're just tied to so many belief systems and things. So uh, by changing your name, you give yourself permission to say, okay, this is another person and he doesn't have these beliefs. And it was one way I was able to change the belief system like you had asked before uh, about Mm -hmm. myself. Brian Scott believes in himself. Brian Scott is confident. Brian Scott can talk and doesn't get nervous in public speaking, right? And so it's empowered me. For sure. I mean, that's the thing with Margaret. Like, Margaret has no problem telling people. Margaret should do an album. (laughs) I would love to hear how different the music be, right? 
I know. I mean, trust me, I have definitely, I've definitely thought about it. But I, you know, it's, it's interesting because I'm playing around with this idea of big T trauma, little T trauma. It's like, I'm playing around with this idea of little Leanne and like Leanne, <laughs> like capital letters Leanne and how, you know, that is the, I guess the highest version of myself. It's, it's just amazing that you mentioned that because I haven't heard a lot of people talk about the energetics of names and then how I can move into this bigger expanded version of of myself with this still still in the same name, but this, you know, bigger version of me. Yeah. If you're out there and, and listening to this podcast and you're struggling and changing what you think of yourself and your reality, give it a shot. Change your name. Yeah. I mean, give it a shot. You could do it just for yourself. I mean, you don't even have to do it publicly, like just in your own world. It's incredibly powerful. I love it. I love that. This is really fun. You were saying earlier that you're seeing this world like shift into like a new level of consciousness. As you look out over the landscape of everything that's going on right now, how are you seeing a shift and what are you seeing as the positive and negative effects of this shift? Like you even talk about that you see there's a a world where everyone is wealthy, which I yeah. thought was fascinating in your book. I'm like, wait, wait, I have such a hard time envisioning that. I'm sure there's a yeah. lot of people that do. I would just love to hear your thoughts on that. When I say that in the book, your immediate thought is impossible, right? You, you think there's right. always got to be a small number of people that are wealthy that's just because of the way we are, are creating our reality based on what we know. But I am fascinated by the shift that's happening in the world. We are going through a reality revolution. The, what, what I, the way I'm experiencing my reality is different than when I was younger. And that's what a lot of people are telling me. Experientially, something's going on. So I've gone out and really researched this. And it's fascinating in the spiritual community how people, you know, everybody I interview on my podcast will say, Obviously, something's going on. I'm seeing it. Uh, <laughs> then there's people that have, there's some really interesting channelings and people that have looked at what's happening in the world that I find super interesting. The idea that we're moving into a level of complexity. There's a new light particle that we're accessing that make, you know, all matter is, is light. So um, in the law of one material, which I would I totally recommend, I found very fascinating. They, we're moving through densities of experience. It's very much like we're in a school. You know, when, you're, when you move from third to fourth grade, when you um, learned about basic math to algebra, everything got more complicated. And so we're in a sort of school setting and we're starting to access a level of complexity that is related to our own creatorship. We're moving towards the ability to instantaneously manifest our reality. And everything that we're learning is these lessons of love that were happening in the world. And for instance, if you look at the world right now, all these crazy things are happening that we might not have seen in the past. And what is happening is people's unconscious natures are now conscious. So you see Mm. people that are willing to say the most terribly, terrible things that they would not have said. They would said it in the privacy of their own home. And now they, they'll now they'll say it without a mask on, right? You see mm-hmm. people doing crazy things, and you say, "What's going on with the world?" Another aspect that's happening, as uh, we talked about before, you are God, I am God, we're all God, and there's a connection that we have. We are all one being. So when I when I see you, Leanne, I see me, and mm-hmm. it's a different. People are starting this veil that we have our of our separation is changing, and we're starting to see ourselves in each other. 
So when we mm. see something terrible happening on the news, it's different than before because it's happening to me. When I see something terrible happen before, I, I could distance myself or, oh, it's just something happening in another part of the world. But now I see it and I see something and it's, I, I take it personally because I see myself looking mm. out of everybody's eyes. And so there's this awareness of a connection that's happening and a greater power and connection to love. And I know that is a connection we can all love and agree on. And we'll be right back with more Brian Scott right after this. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome back, everyone. Brian and I were just talking about a collective reality shift. So you were saying you take things personally because now you feel the oneness, which I totally understand. Like, I, I think I've it's been really interesting for me as a, as a creator and as a performer, you know, you talk about being pulled into people's energy. I actually want to get into this really quick with you. I started to notice, I think that's really kind of what sent me on this kind of spiritual journey of the past 10 years is I noticed I would come off stage and I would feel really sick. Like I was, I didn't feel good. I was just like really drained. 
And I was like, there's, there's got to be something going on here. Um, and I didn't, I mean, I at the time didn't realize like how much energy it took for me to give out, what I was taking in from the people around me. I didn't realize like what a, I guess, a conduit I am for so much energy. And I think a lot of us, so many of us are codependent, and which is so easy to like, just somebody feels bad, we're going to just go feel bad with them instead of like staying in our own energy. You talk about the pendulum, um, which is this, which I love the the idea of, can you explain what that is and how, how people do get pulled into these different energy fields? If you sit and think about it for a second, and if, if our thoughts create reality, then you ask the next question, what happens when groups of people and their thoughts create reality? And what happens is, uh, this was theorized by this Russian physicist, Vadim Zeeland, and the concept works when you understand it. Um, group of people that's thinking a similar thought creates a sort of energetic structure. If you had the eyes to see, you would see this sort of structure. And they've talked about it through the ages. And, you know, in, in magic, they would call it a, an, an egregore if it became conscious. Mm. This group structure of thoughts that becomes a sort of entity. It may be conscious, it may be not, but it takes your energy. That's just what it wants. It naturally, it's like a phenomenon Twitter, in nature. Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> right. That those are all like a perfect example. Everything is a pendulum. Right. Your family's a pendulum. Mm -hmm. Baseball's a pendulum. Football's a pendulum. Music is a pendulum. Each of them have their own sort of thing. And the thing is, the, the reason they use the pendulum is that you can oppose it. If you're actively saying no, no, no to this thing, you're still giving this thing energy. So part of the awareness of becoming aware of these higher energy structures that are pulling your energy. We give all this energy through our lives to, uh, we start out in, in the school or the family that we're in or the church that we're in, it's all natural. We're giving this energy and if and the things we're opposing, we're giving energy. Everything is just an equation of energy. And we're a lot of times we're giving our energy to these pendulums. We end up in a corporation that we're working in that we don't like. And a lot of times the pendulum will take you on its own timeline that has nothing to do with you. And in your mind, you think, oh, I need to uh, do the things the pendulum tells me I need to do, right? And so it's all energy just being given away. So when you become aware of it, you can't avoid it completely. First thing that happens when you become aware of this, you go to the airport and you see these sort of pendulum zombies, people that are obviously just stuck mm -hmm. in some pendulum, be it politics or whatever it is. They are lost within that pendulum and the pendulum is sort of creating their reality. Mm -hmm. Some pendulums are so good, they're aware that we're creating our reality and they use it against us. You see it, um, you know, uh, you know, with, with media and, and a variety of different things. So the number one thing is just an awareness of this. We can't escape it. Some pendulums create group behavior where it causes war and it can become destructive and deadly when we get caught up in certain pendulums. Uh, you see people that just get caught up on the news on, on Facebook or whatever. And it's just this thing and they just can't let it go either way. And so it's just an awareness that uh, we're an energetic being and we create our realities with energy. And so it, it's just an awareness of where we're giving our energy and how to maneuver through these pendulums. An understanding of this, wow, I'm giving all my energy to this thing. That's really not, it's not helping me at all. The question is that, that the physicist asks, you know, football game, say the, the guy kicks the field goal and he misses. 
and the whole stands boos him and yells at him. How could you miss the field goal? Where does that energy go? Does it, 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 he would explode, right? The field goal kicker would just explode, right? So it goes into something else. It's a part of nature. There's a natural sequence of this energy. And as you become aware of it, it empowers you because you have, you take your energy back. Or, and in some cases, some people are good at manipulating pendulums. They understand the dynamics of how pendulums work and they use them to their power. They use pendulums to manipulate and get energy. And you, you know, I've, I have some comedian friends and they become like pendulum vampires. Like they, they're able to take the energy from the pendulum when they're in a, in an audience oh, that's yeah. cheering for them or whatever. Yeah. They become, you know, I, I have friends that are addicted to crowds. They, they want to be up in front and, and talking to them because they can feed that energy. So it's a dynamic that plays a role in, and uh, uh, you know, musicians that want to, you get up and, and, and you feel that energy. It's like surfing is amazing, right? Yeah. It's a, it's a drug. I mean, it is, it's gotta be. I can't even come close to imagine. Like when I'm on stage now, I very much read the room, you know, like I'll have a set list, but then depending on how the audience feels, like I'll change that around. I feel like the audience used to kind of take me on their ride of wherever they are. And now I, I wouldn't say it's manipulate, but I can change it to where I want the audience mm -hmm. to go. Like if they're like, if awesome. they're quiet and I, <laughs> I want them to get louder, like, you know, there, there are ways, like there, are, there are ways to like play with that energy. It's interesting that you say that though, because when the, the kicker, if he gets booed, where that energy goes, I mean, some of us, I would have to think like for myself that some of that energy like goes into like it would go into the kicker, right? Some of it does. Okay. But it, it doesn't all. There's there's this 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 mechanism within the nature of energy and it becomes this sort of pendulum. And uh, at some point when enough people give energy to something with their thoughts, I believe that these pendulums sort of become conscious. They become conscious beings. And so ultimately, we're wanting the love in this world. I mean, is what we're, we're hoping. I guess that's the consciousness shift is, you know, we've all fed fear for so long. What have we all decided to choose in this whole other state of being, which is love? And I think, I think that is, I feel like that's the consciousness shift we're, we're starting to see Absolutely. is that we're, we're at the lowest of the low. We're at rock bottom. And so... I'm hoping is that we're all coming to a place where we are feeling more of this unity consciousness, are understanding more of it, where we do have more empathy for one another and that we, you know, we don't just like look at Ukraine and think, oh, that's not our country. So why do we have to worry about it? Like we're, our hearts are opening. And I think that to me, that's the consciousness shift that I'm, I hope that it, in our lifetime, I'm hoping that we get to see more of it. Absolutely. And that's why I love your song. Aww. You sing love into the world, <laughs> yes. right? I can hear the intention in that song. You have this desire to bring love through your voice. Yeah. And when we really, as spiritually, start to think about love, everything we've experienced from when we were raised by our parents um, has been lessons in love, good or bad. And, and love to me, now that I have tuned into this energy, is a living, intelligent energy that is working through me. And it is the closest I can get to an expression of, of divinity. And so we're, we're all, it's an all a lesson of love, this intelligent love. When we tap into it, the biggest thing that I've learned as we start to go through these experiences, and I understand my power 
is I am sort of, and you are too, a secret agent of unconditional love. <laughs> and a lot of times we end up in these situations where there, there seemingly isn't any love in this situation. <sighs> and when I ask myself, where's the love? It's in me. And suddenly I find that I have a responsibility okay. to bring the love to the, to the moment because without me, it's not going to wow. be there. And when you have that realization, it changes everything. It changes everything like you did with you. I'm going to sing love into the world because I'm the, I'm the love right now. And if it, I don't see it around me, I'm not going to react to that. I'm going to say, nope, I, I, I know about the love. I'm tuning into it and I can, I can spread it out. And that is what I see happening. Yeah. A portion of this planet has tuned into that living, intelligent energy of love and it's changing everything. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think for those of us who set our intention to be a vessel of love in this world, I mean, so many times as human beings, we fall, I know I fall short of it all right. the time, but I feel like we all have the ability to do that. I mean, that's what we are. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, at our highest, we are, we are love. We are a vessel of love. Mm -hmm. And we have a choice how to bring that into this world. And I know... There, there are places that I've played before and I'm like, why the hell am I here? This isn't feeding me. Like you, you say that thing of like, you know, is it just about me or is it about right. the whole? I'm like, yeah, why the hell am I here? This is so stupid. I don't know. You know, why am I blah, blah, blah. And I had this epiphany one time, like you're just saying, I'm being placed here. Like I'm being placed right. here for a reason. And sometimes I think with that responsibility in mind, I've wanted to rebel against that responsibility. I don't want to be the only one that loves in this room. Like, I don't want to be the light today. Yeah. And it's so, when you, you just said it so perfectly, it just, I had this aha moment of like, yeah, sometimes I get exhausted and I want, I want to be in the room with other people who bring the love. And you have to realize that you're going to be used in places all the time where you are the only one. All the time. I've yet to fully surrender to that. And I think I'm starting to, what you just said, I had this big aha moment for me of like, yeah, there's a, there's a beautiful full surrender of, of use me. Yeah. And when you say use me, you don't know. It's not like use me and put me in all the most beautiful places that I could ever play right. or like show up, show up with the most loving people I can possibly show up with. You will be used in the places that will be challenging. I get an image in my mind when, when you're saying that. It's like a, a puppet. Like I'm sometimes being used just like, like a, I don't even know why I'm in this place in this time dealing with this situation, but I'm being used right now. So, and before I didn't know. And now that I have mm, this yeah. knowledge that I'm the love, I got, I got to bring the love. And even in the moment, it might feel uncomfortable or you don't want to be there, but you look back on it and I'm just so grateful that I had the opportunity to be the love in that moment because I could see the shift and feel the shift around me of, you know, if people don't see the love, how can they understand it? When they see the love in that moment, then, then they, they start to awaken the love within themselves. That's already there. They just aren't mm -hmm. aware of it. So yeah, I'm, I become more grateful for those experiences. In the past, I wasn't. I'm, you know, I yeah. didn't realize I was being used. I'm. This is an uncomfortable situation. I don't want to be here. I don't right. really like these people, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I now love them. I yeah. love them. You yes. Know, so. There was a John Batiste on the Grammys the other night said, I love you, even if I don't know you, I still love you. And yeah. I'm like, I relate to that. Totally. I relate to that. Um, I relate to that. Thank you so much for coming on here. I love this conversation. I literally could talk to you about this for days. I always ask my guests about music choices. Yes. 
I love to know what floats your boat in the music arena. And I would love to know what your holy five are that this could be anything from your whole life, or it could be like what you're digging at the moment, like whatever, whatever you want to share. I had the funnest weekend thinking about what my top five was like, Uh, oh man, I'm bringing back some. um, So number one has got to be um, released by Pearl Jam. I'm a huge Pearl Jam fan. I've seen, I've seen them sing in live so many times. And that song is personal to me. He's crying out to his dead father that he didn't really know and ask, you know, that there's this, it's a beautiful moment. And in, in, and I love that in the song and his voice is beautiful. Yeah, his voice is great. Second is, you probably haven't heard of it. It's an amazing song. It reminds me of some of your stuff on the Chant album. Um, oh, cool. It's, it's a long song. I love long songs. Gentle Collapse Feels Good by King Black Acid. It's just, when Whoa. I hear that song, it feels like pure love. It's powerful, wonderful. In some streaming, I can't find it. You can find it on YouTube, but Gentle okay. Collapse by King Black Acid. It's a 12-minute song. It's just King I, Black I, Acid? King Black Acid. I love it. And it... <laughs> It's amazing. Cool. My third is Let's Hurt Tonight by One Republic. I think that they're just amazing songwriters. And that yeah, song is speaking to this idea that love is pain and let's mm. hurt tonight. It's this this it's that that paradox. We all realize mm. the pain of love, but you know what? Let's do it. Let's let's feel this pain. Oh. I love that and the music behind it and the, and it's just so well produced. It's amazing. And every time I hear that, I just start singing along. So um, an, another one, it also reminds me of, of your music from the chant album is when the music's not forgotten by dead man. It's this beautiful oh. duet and they're singing from a time, like when music's been forgotten and they're telling the story, let me tell you this story about this, this thing. And, and, and they're, they're introducing song. It's just this magical, you feel like this, the, the magic of the music in the moment. And, I, and it's just beautiful in the way they sing it. And, uh, I, I, I want to have ties on this because it's so hard to pick five. So I, I would know pick, it is. It's impossible. So I have a tie. I'm going to pick a tie then. Uh, okay. Magic by Olivia Newton-John, because when I, re- when I hear those lyrics now, it's like uh, my higher self is talking to me. I just love it. Oh my God, I love it. I mean, I love that your higher self is Olivia Newton-John. Right, right. And like, I, that's I had genius. a crush on Olivia Newton-John when I was a kid. So wow, I had didn't? a crush on my higher self, right? And then right? Um, Time by Hans Zimmer. It just, uh, I, I love that Ooh. song. It's been my background soundtrack to so many wonderful things in my life. And I heard they were playing this in, in Ukraine with the air sirens going off on Instagram.
And I was oh, wow. ah, it just gives me goosebumps whenever I hear that song. Yeah. By the way, the the music to your meditations are great. I, I totally enjoy them. The metaverse, Brian Larson is um, a genius. Is uh, he's doing all that music himself, uh, and oh, wow. I, I agree with you. It 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 feels it touches me. I love his music. Metaverse with two T's. He chose okay. metaverse before metaverse, and you'll he's just uh, the sweetest, nicest, coolest guy, and his music Brian is Larson? amazing. Brian Larson. Brian but Larson. The channel okay. is metaverse with two T's. Awesome. I'm gonna check yeah. it out. Thank you. Also, shout out to my son who's making music. Oh, cool. Scruff. How, how old's your son? He's 16. Oh, wow. He's <laughs> and got it, the music know. bug. Yeah. Does so, he play an instrument? He creates all of his own beats, all of the different oh, music, cool. in, in it, and then sings as well. So awesome. it's cool to watch. I am a huge music lover. I love it so much. I you know paid for my college by working in a music store, buying the UCDs. Oh, wow. So. Um, when those existed. When those existed. <laughs> and you just got, I got access to so much. I just, I think I lost a decade making mixtapes, you know, that oh I can't even remember. <laughs> right? Oh, so, the mixtapes were jam. Right. Sure. If you were my friend, I would have a mixtape I'd make for you. That was my thing, you know, so. Oh my um, God. That's still like, that's still my love language. Like if you make a great playlist for me right. and give it to me, it's just like, cause I'm always the one making the playlist. So if somebody yeah. has good taste in music and can make me a playlist, I'm like, Oh my God, you just spoke. When the language. iPod <laughs> came out and I could just make it cause it, before I'd have to record it from the CD to the tape. Right. When the iPod came out and I could just make a playlist. I, I just was law. It was the most You're amazing. Like, what thing. is this? I, right. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Thank you so so much for coming on here and discussing authoring's multiverse with us. It's been um, reality surfing. It's just been. I, I love it. I lo we welcome back anytime. I would love to chat with you again. Thank you. And that wraps up this episode of Holy Human with the fabulous and thought provoking Brian Scott. Again, his book is The Reality Revolution, and you'll also find more content and multiple meditations on his YouTube channel. I highly recommend going and checking those out. I do them practically every day, and I love, love, love his meditations, so I highly recommend checking those out, and I would love to know your thoughts on those too. You can share them in the comments wherever you're listening, and you know, I truly love receiving your feedback, so have at it. <laughs> In the nicest of ways, of course. <laughs> and I will see you next time, my friends. Until then, take care of one another. I love you. On the next Holy Human, I'll be joined by internationally acclaimed life coach Stefanos Safandos for a double topic episode. We'll discuss the impact of the father wound, which I know so many of you inquired about after the mother wound episode last year. We'll be discussing all things father wound and exploring our sacred sexuality. Trust me, you will not want to miss this one. He was so kind. I look forward to you guys tuning in. Holy Human with me, Leanne Rhymes, is a production of iHeartRadio. You'll find Holy Human with Leanne Rhymes on the iHeart app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get the podcasts that matter most to you. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. 
berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by Brain MD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.